yeah, thank you, Bad Mary, again, for that too sweet introduction. Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast, episode 84, two topics, 60 minutes for the people. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics, wishing you all a happy comic book day. And I'm the COO of U.S. Comics. They call me Charlie Rivera, and I don't give a shit if your day is good or not. Huh. How about that? Those are two accurate statements. We are joined this week by the superfan himself, the star child. I just realized what a dope t-shirt he's wearing. Yeah, it's Raiders, but it's the Tuscan Raiders. Justin, thank you so much for joining us, brother. Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Big fans, guys. Looking forward to this. Listen, don't don't uh, don't put any pressure on us because we cannot maintain fandom as a guarantee. If it happens, great. We're not going to complain, <laughs> but we'll just keep our fingers crossed. Um, gentlemen, I, I want to first and foremost, first mostly, congratulate you both for being survivors of <laughs> Tropical Storm. Isai, or whatever the hell it was called. God almighty. I mean, you guys collectively were out of power for like approximately a fortnight. Not the crappy game fortnight, like two full weeks. Unbelievable. <laughs> Everybody's power is fully back on. Internet firing. Frozen food all thawed out. Like, is everybody okay? Yeah, I mean, that food definitely thawed out. But other than that, we're good, man. Happy to have the power back. Uh, I'm living kidding. in this beautiful disaster of a world where just <laughs> randomly they decide no more power. So no. they, they they want me to go burn in hell. So that's fun. Just before we <laughs> recorded, they just knocked on the door and they were like, we fucked up taking a tree down. So you're going to lose power for like 40-ish minutes. I'm like, great. Knock, sure. knock. Hey, is everything going on in here? AC firing? All, every, all the electronics working good? Yeah, you comfortable? Uh, good. I hope you enjoyed that, because that shit is over. We're turning you back off. Jesus, what a heartless summer bitch. Yeah, it's a, it's a, again, I didn't have the run Justin had. So at least me not having power was like this real bait and switch of like the minute I got comfortable. Yeah. You know, again, I lost power again. But Justin I didn't was have to able go. to settle into his misery. He's like, this is going to suck. It's going <laughs> to suck for a while. I need to prepare for it. Um, you know what doesn't suck though? What doesn't suck are our dynamite, dynamite sponsors. You heard them bring us in. You'll hear them take us out later, guys. Let's hear it for our our most musical of sponsors, Bad Mary. You Ooh. should go and check them out at Bad Mary Band. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram. They even have their own website. That's how legit they are. BadMary.com or if you feel like shelling out a couple of shekels, go to their patreon.com slash badmary or just check out Bad Mary on any music streaming service of your choice. Also, as well as, and we were just talking about him before, glowingly, I promise, the Sarge himself. Sarge Ooh. Finesse Gaming right here on Facebook. Um, guys, literally, we're this is no fake. We were just talking about it eight hours a day, sometimes in excess of that. Uh, he is a war zone monster. He is a um, he's a beast master, literally and figuratively and wow. And he's playing all kinds of new games coming up. He's a good friend of the show, good friend of ours. Sarge from this right here on Facebook Gaming, the best sponsors that I can really think of. 
Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the stick, uh, so to speak, and I am Uh-oh. going to yeah, that's right. I'm gonna beat your ass with it. I'm gonna go ahead and take my after two weeks of Charlie throwing his weight around. I'm gonna take my topic first this week, and uh, I could lie and say that this was not in honor of our uh, of our guest that's with us, who is very much so. As I mentioned, he's a star child. Uh, he's an appreciator of things above and beyond the sci-fi genre, and clearly, Star Wars is king of the mountain as far as that's concerned. So a few things came across my virtual desk in preparation of having Justin join us, uh, too. So so if you guys will indulge me, and Charlie, you can hit the timer on me. Um, two things that came across. Now, we do have to have appreciation for certain certain technologies that we have at our fingertips. A lot of times we can take them for granted, and uh, one of which is very much in constant litigation recently in the news, but TikTok. Now, I looked at TikTok as, uh, you know what, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a pleasant distraction as we're all going through this COVID nightmare that we're, that we're living every day. Um, but it's, it's that, that's what it is at best. I'll see friends of mine making goofy videos, and it gives me another avenue to laugh at them about. Great. That's all, these are only good things. Um, However, I didn't think that TikTok was going to teach me anything. Like I, I didn't I didn't see that coming. Um in any case, I don't know if you guys have seen this apparently, and this is just the teaser, the appetizer. Apparently, all of the Star Wars movies in the Skywalker saga are completely named wrong. Now, mm. I want to preface this. It's not that the movies are Collectively, if you took all the movie titles and threw them in a hat, like a U.S. Comics hat, soon to be available on uscomicshq.com, um, if you th- threw them all in a hat, that all nine movies wouldn't be in there. Their titles wouldn't be in there floating around. They would. It's just that as we know them, they don't, they're not properly attributed to episode one, two, three, and so on and so forth. Did you guys catch wind of this, or, or am oh, I breaking news? What are you news? talking about? I saw right. that. I did see that. See, I did. This Honestly, is why Charlie. It has some points, man. This is why Justin is the sci-fi master of disaster. You have you TikTok. I've been visiting. living by by candlelight. <laughs> I've been. I had to resort back to 1982 <laughs> to look at giant bushes for my entertainment. I don't know what you're talking about. Look, I got paper cuts from the 80s. About weak chin, Lucas. But the fir- A New Hope was filmed by candlelight. That shit was so old. It was models. It was fishing wire, and it was candlelight illuminating. Anyway, so you know what, Justin? We'll, we'll bring Charlie up to speed. Basically, basically what they're saying, and this is, I can't take credit for this. This comes from a, a genius fan. Uh, I can't think of his name, but uh, we'll credit him in writing soon enough. Uh, so again, this is on the the fake Disney facts Tic Tac a uh, Tic Tac Tic Tac account. Delicious. Clear that up. Clear that up in editing. Um, episodes one through nine, and, and I I won't go into too many specifics. I do want to throw it off to Justin and Charlie pretty quickly, because uh, this is only the appetizer. So in essence, what they're saying, what they're saying is, um, and we all know the episodes as they're attributed because we're fucking geeks. So. <laughs> In episode one, 
what happens? We meet Anakin Skywalker, ergo the rise of Skywalker. Years later, we find out that Palpatine is the leader of the Sith and he's ordered an army to destroy the Jedi. That's Revenge of the Sith. Episode 3, Order 66 happens and the clones attack. That's an uh, attack of the clones, right? Okay. So, episode uh, 4, Obi-Wan teaches Luke, and it's time for the Jedi to return. That's Return of the Jedi. Episode 5, Yoda teaches Luke how to use the Force. The Force awakens. Episode <laughs> 6, both Yoda and Anakin die, which makes Luke the last Jedi. You see where we're going with this, people. After the Empire is destroyed, a new Empire comes. The Empire is actually striking back. In episode uh, um, 8, Luke trains Rey and then sacrifices himself to give the Resistance a new hope. And finally, in episode 9, Palpatine returns from the dead, making him the Phantom Menace. Now, I want to say to you, everybody listening and watching, I dare you, I double dog dare you, I will shoot first, because that's how a scruffy-looking nerf herder like me does it. How is that wrong? I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense. I'm a huge, huge, huge Star Wars fan. I love me some Han Solo. Um, and I tried. I, I really couldn't find any fault in this logic. I'll, let's kick it to Justin first, and Charlie, you can wrap it up. I mean, honestly, I got to agree with you. The only way I can really <laughs> see it is like, you know, if they're, they're making them in sets of threes over the span of like 30, 40 years, I can understand. They don't know what they're going to do next and how they're going to take the story. But when I saw that TikTok, it, it made a little bit more sense than it does looking at it in chronological order. I mean, I'm, I'm about that. Honestly, <laughs> down from The Force Awakens, like you said, Yoda wakes up. He's, you know, training Luke, introducing the Force. They're pretty spot on. I mean, I, I'll always vouch for the classics. Don't get me wrong. You know, keep it as it is. But, uh. You know, I saw that, man. That was a little eye-opening. I, I couldn't disagree, and I'd love to disagree. <laughs> See this? This is what you call an expert witness coming to the stand, helping a litigator make his case. <laughs> Charlie, kick in, brother. Again, this is appetizer, so we're passing the plate around the table. Sure. It's it's almost like George Lucas um, didn't know what the fuck he was doing when he was even naming that shit. <laughs> Never have I ever, first and first mostly, let's just go ahead and say it, Motherfucker put together a great meal. But he did that shit the same way I used to host Super Bowl parties. I'd go to Burger King, Domino's, Pizza Hut, Joe's Pizza Shack, Chicken Wing Central, and then I'd put all that shit on one plate and be like, look at this masterpiece I put together. No idea what teams are playing, who they played, who they beat in the playoffs, where they finished the regular season, which guy's on his fantasy team, how many points he's going to get. None, Charlie. Fantasy playoffs are over. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, here's the thing, too. For, for my money. He was like, this name sounds cool. Return of the Jedi. I, I just fucking met the Jedi, George. <laughs> I have given him a ton of dough, personally, um, since I'm, like, single digits years old. And... Um, he has consistently, you know what they say, like, when you lie, lie big and stick to your lie. You make never, it you, make it. you do it like, like Shaggy said, you never, ever admit that it was you. you. You never admit you were lying. So he's always said, oh, yeah, no, that I knew. I knew the whole saga, the whole nine <laughs> movies planned out, but technically we couldn't do. 
You're you're lying. You're lying just the same way that that beard cut in the straight line is a lie that you have to chew. <laughs> you're not fooling anybody, and I love you. I love you, George. I'd give you a kidney if you needed it. Charlie's not mine, but I'd give it to you. But you did not know how the saga was going to go. You would not have had had uh, uh, <laughs> Leia and Luke playing tonsil hockey like five minutes into the <laughs> first time that we met anybody. If you knew they were brothers, you're lying. You're lying to me, and I don't appreciate it. I'm glad the mouse took your shit and did something different. Um, a long time ago, in a fucking gross universe, <laughs> thankfully far away, a long the time ago, of the fucking Galactic, uh, Galactic in the Council. Galactic. Was gonna just go to town on his sister. Oh, good Thank lord! Thank God people were on that ship with them. And then Otherwise, he said, the third you know movie would have been a one-armed baby coming out of its forehead. <laughs> Gross. That what we're gonna find out is that um, Baby Yoda is actually Luke and Leia's baby. That there's some shit that happened off-screen. That uh, you know, for political purposes, they really couldn't get involved, but. You know, they, they threw him a ball. Gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in to 83 weeks of U.S. Comics Cast. That's the beginning and that's the end. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Was it was up. a good run, boy. Woo! Uh, you know, I'm telling you, John, why you can't remember that guy's name who made the TikTok is because you got, you got George Lucas sitting at home looking at what <laughs> the mouse is doing with everything he has. He makes his alias on TikTok. He's trying to slowly rewrite it without anybody noticing. You know? Posting him under some guy from another country, and here he is. He, he's making it happen still to this day. He's righting his wrongs. And remember you said when I you said can't that remember the name. This is the right. guy that, like, like your expert witness in the best courtroom dramas. That expert witness will drop some shit that, boom, blows the heads <laughs> off of the entire jury. Everybody in the gallery, even the judge himself, will be like, damn. I see this. These are the guests that I bring to the program, Charlie. Raise your game, son. That is that's dynamite. That's you that's know it, I want you. You're the only <laughs> talent I need, John. You know what? I take it back, Charlie. Well done, sir. Well done. Just so, fun fact: If you want my brother to like you, kiss his ass a little. Oh yeah, it's the best. It's the best. Just just great and airy, especially on a hot summer day like today. Um. So. Say goodbye. <laughs> so, so we threw around some some credits and kudos, and I think rightfully so. Um, but I do want to get into more of the comic book vein of Star Wars, since we're in the Star Wars Ooh. lane of the super space highway, right? Um, this is a comic book cast, I've heard. So, one of the things that I took umbrage with personally, with the most recent trilogy... And and you, it umbrage can be taken. Justin and I have spent many work hours talking about just this subject, but not this specific subject. Um, one of the narrative issues that I had, uh, and this is the reason why I just pine to turn U.S. comics into something long form, something big screen, something. Give give me a chance, Lord God, I got gut ideas. Um, one of the things that I took umbrage with was, and I loved her coming over from Game of Thrones. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie came over. She's all decked out in silver. She looks awesome. She looks awesome. She's super tall, throwing her weight around verbally. She had a lot to say. But we really 
didn't see her do jack or shit. What we saw her, when we did see her really throw down, she got her ass handed to her by a turncoat trooper manhandling a weapon that he was not familiar with. And to me, that really takes the proverbial shine off of her chrome-plated armor. Again, she looked great, but she didn't do shit for me. Now, this may sound like sacrilege. And for anybody listening or watching and you don't like it, I apologize. I'll lie and say it was Charlie because we can get away with that shit. I kind of feel the same way about Boba Fett. Now, granted... I, mean, I was going to say, ooh, it is the same it, scenario. It's Boba similar, Fett was a bitch. It's a similar scenario. Um, one might argue that his highlights came in the Christmas special and his animated <laughs> glory. He... 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 Man cannot, man or woman cannot live on reputation alone. So just because people keep on saying Boba Fett's great, Boba Fett's great, Boba Fett's great, he looks great, and I think that's uh, we can we can prove that theory by saying, well, every all of the all of the Mandalorians look fucking awesome in in Mandalorian, right? They all look great, especially Ham. Oh boy, give me a plus side Boba Fett flying through the air. You got me for life. But if you look at his resume, yeah, he was, uh, he's a great bounty hunter. He's the man. He's the one you want to call. Why? We didn't really see him do a similar Jack horseshit <laughs> uh, in, you know, on the big screen. So before I go into his comic book redemption, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll, again, I'll, I'll throw it to first Justin and then, and then Charlie in that order. Ag- I, I, I dare you guys. A, am I wrong in that sense? Am I missing something about the, the green domed fella who has a, a severe allergy to Sarlacc pits? All right. I mean, listen, that's a valid point. I've never actually compared, um, you know, Gwendolyn Christie's character over to, to, to Boba Fett over there. So I see where you're coming from. Now, I, I got to say, I'm a big fan of the Fett man all, all the way, all the way back. Um, now, the one thing that kind of made me think that he was such a badass was when, you know, I think it was uh, Empire, early Empire, when Vader's lining them all up. You got, you know, Bosk over there, you got IG, you got Boba Fett, and he walks right up to Boba Fett as he's giving him the mission, and he's like, no disintegrations. So, like, out of all these motherfuckers you just brought, a lot of bad dudes, you got to go up to Boba Fett and make sure he knows, like, listen, this time, don't fucking kill everybody. Like, (laughs) we need this guy alive here. Vader... has clearly said, he's got something. He's, Vader is in that scene doing something very, very um, effectively. He's establishing for us the hierarchy of that collected group of bounty hunters. Now, I would counter that thought with, well, considering the, the shitstorm that Boba falls into in the continued narrative, you're like shit, man. Boba's a, how shitty must Bosk be? How how <laughs> how rusty must IG be? Like, how what's yeah, poor Turkey yeah. guy have under there that like uh, that he didn't he didn't require any respect from from Vader? Was maybe the the actual uh, baddest uh, um, bounty hunter out there? Was he like on a different mission maybe? And these are just the guys that Vader could come up with because again we saw clownish. Dare I say again? Uh, forgive me, Star Wars fans. Whoa! Of the- 
clownish behavior on Boba Fett's part. Yeah, granted, he got the drop on my man Han, but only after, only after the man in black came through with his robot chest and heavy asthmatic breathing and laser catching over Thanksgiving dinner action. Charlie, (laughs) Charlie, what, what do you have to contribute to that? So, Boba Fett, and let me go this route. 18 hours of film is all three trilogies give us. Mm. That's it. The Star Wars legacy in film form is 18 hours. Right. What we've done with that universe is we've added hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of additional material to flesh it out. To make Boba Fett as cool as he looks. To make IG-88 in Shadow of the Empire on the N64 the baddest of bosses. Fuck, I cursed that motherfucker. So Justin, a little insight. Justin and I have had recent conversations, and I encourage all of the (laughs) viewers, listeners, people, if you hear about rumors about the show, I encourage you to take this advice that comes from both Justin and myself because we're in complete agreement. Charlie, I'm looking directly at you because I have seen your temper flare up. Guys, be nice to our AI, uh, to our AI personal assistants. I see, <laughs> is she even listening right now? Let me, let me go ahead and make sure she's not listening. Siri, Alexa, uh, um, Google, or as our mother calls them, hey, Google. No, ma, it's not. It's not the full name. It's not first name, last name situation. Guys, be be nice to them. And I speak from example because, uh, from experience rather, I have cursed IG-88 out like a fucking sailor uh, in New York City on leave who got shortchanged at the hot dog cart. Charlie, you can attest to this. What I, I instructed Charlie in the way of cursing Playing that fucking junk, uh, that <laughs> junkyard board. Yeah, hopping on trains and oh. that fucking hover train. Oh <laughs> my god, dude! First oh. and first, mostly the fact oh. that my reward for beating the hover train was fighting IG88. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> Lucas Arts. They like, can nice suck job, Lunchbox. on I'll as much of my oh. schmanz as they can fit in their faces. Fuck them, oh. but. To, to, to kind of to, to, to double down on my point, that's the Star Wars universe is a lot of show, is a lot of tell, don't show. Mm. Luke is now a badass Jedi. Like, I would have fucking loved to see that shit. Oh, uh, what, like, what I would have given for a Star Wars 80s oh. era, you know, uh, house music montage. We're like, <laughs> you just see Luke and, you know, like a Rocky Mountain. And you're running around. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could have followed up with um, with a Hearts on Fire montage in return when he's like remembering dead Yoda and he's got the, the hat pulled down like Mickey. Yoda's like, ugh, ugh, heart attack it is. It's like, whatever. Like, you could have really done a lot of shit. But yeah, you know, Charlie, uh, only because. You look a lot like me, and ergo, you think a lot like me because our <laughs> brains probably look a lot alike. Uh, you exactly made my point. It's in the extended universe. So I will clarify the point. Boba Fett is not a bitch. 
Boba Fett has accomplished. His resume is yay long. You don't get those fur pelts for nothing. He's a wookie killing motherfucker, motherfucker. Boba Fett is badass. Now, I do take umbrage with the fact that a lot of the extended universe has been wiped clean. Um, so I'm still waiting for Grand Admiral Thrawn to show up in something. Ooh. Now, they, they're, they're, they're tickling the teaser taint because you do have certain things show up that you know from extended, I don't know, like dark sabers and there, there, there is goodness coming from the well, uh, the wellspring of extras there that we've gotten. Goodness coming, the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> there Especially is. Especially 2020. Like, we'll get good again. I promise. Keep wearing your mask. So. All right, Chris Brown, relax. <laughs> I am going to say this. <laughs> Definitively, Boba is not a bitch. But I'm going to go ahead and give my greatest example in comic book form. And uh, I'm going to give a head shake or a head nod because I, I do want to give it to the listening audience first and first mostly. Do either of you Star Wars experts know? Trivia. This is Jeopardy for 2000, Alex. We all know the, the mic drop that Vader dropped on Luke when he had relieved him of uh, that extra two hand. He said, Luke, you don't have to p practice piano today because now you only have one hand. <laughs> um. So we know that Vader told Luke that Luke was indeed his son. Who told Vader? I see some eyeballs going up. I see I mean, looking around the context the, clues. The very, the very, yeah. I mean, the fact that we've been talking about Boba for like the better part of my section, notwithstanding, gentlemen, it was Boba fucking fit who dropped the knowledge to Vader Ooh. that Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, was indeed the fella, the unknown force-sensitive rebel pilot that fucked up the Death Star's day like you read about was none other than a young blonde gentleman named Skywalker. And this occurred, um, for, for reference sake, if anybody wants to, this is, again, this has been... This has been floating around for a long time. So this was in um, Marvel Comics uh, Vader series, uh, issue number six. Boba had been, in essence, sent by Vader, because like Justin said, uh, Boba was, to, at least in Vader's opinion, the number one get-it-done guy. Um, he, sent, he sent them to go track down this motherfucker that uh, screwed up their plans and blew up the Death Star, Luke gets the best of him because, to a certain level, Boba's still doing Boba things. Um, but, <laughs> but Boba, he gets out of the fracas with his with his life, heads back to Vader's, and uh, tells him he lost him. And Vader pulls the this is most disappointing business. Um, and he's uh, Boba's talking about oh he got lucky. He's still talking shit. That's why you got to love him. He talks shit like a professional <laughs> NBA player. But when Vader responds, well, did you bring me anything of value, Bounty Hunter? Boba's like, not much, just his name. Close up, Skywalker. So, so this, the, this, and I encourage you guys, if you haven't read it or if you hadn't read it recently and it's fallen off, the viewers, uh, listeners, what have you, it's a fucking great issue. It's one of those issues that, that whole series can, is great. I, it really is. But this particular, I mean, this is like one of those things. Now, this is canon. Because it is Marvel and Marvel DC, we know. 
are doing the old uh, Luke and Leia. Um, so it is canon. You so, mean Marvel so, and Marvel and Lucas or Disney? Marvel, Marvel and Disney. Disney. Marvel and Star Wars. Marvel, Marvel and, Disney, and DC. Yeah, yeah. And just now I'm it, just imagining Batman put it all and Spider-Man. Just... Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? So, um, so, so yeah. So it is indeed canon. Uh, but I can picture this cinematically, and I'm sure you guys can as well. So Vader dismisses Boba's like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, Vader starts reminiscing, starts visualizing his poor dead ex-piece. And he's thinking about, you know, his good times on Naboo. And you're seeing this in panels and you're like, oh shit, the comics are connecting the dots between the stuff that I love and the stuff that was like, oh, okay. All right, Jar Jar, I'm not in love with you. But so he's, he's fucking steaming pissed. He starts like force vibrating and he happens to be standing in front of a starship's, you know, the floor to ceiling, lovely, uh, good natural light that the uh, Empire ship's got. <laughs> floor to ceiling glass, like cracks, gets a big ass crack down the middle because he's just emanating force. He's so pissed. The entire shit is like shattered. It holds. He doesn't get sucked into space. Um, but he's fucking heated now. <laughs> like now he knows. Whoa! Exactly. He's like, daughter. I'll save that for you. So, <laughs> so just as he's, yeah, exactly. Just as he's triggered like a motherfucker, um, a Palpatine a hologram pops up. And he's like, what the fuck are you so angry about? I'm paraphrasing. And, and Vader's like, mm. he's, he's, Vader's biting his lips, but you don't see it because of the Bane mask. And uh, he's like, ooh, nothing you California raisin looking motherfucker you. But he, <laughs> he, he sells it. He's like, eh, no, we got this guy. Don't worry about it. But secretly, now we know because of the events of what formerly was referred to as Return of the Jedi. Um, he's, he's turning on this wrinkled bitch. Like, clearly, even then, the era of the old white man was over. Like it was a strong black black man <laughs> who was gonna run the show. Um, he was planning the eventual takeover with his son by his side. He was even talking some shit like, you know, uh, you know, uh, now I have everything. I'm I want everything. Like this was clearly the pivotal moment, which to me is like finding found footage. We all be, buy these movies over and over and over again, even though they're streaming now from like 18 sources. We keep on buying them. And it's for <laughs> content like that. I would love what I I would pay the car the a full price ticket to see that scene filmed. I really would. I mean, that that's just some dope shit. Like, do you guys remember that, or is that new to you? Yeah, no. I mean, I, I saw it online. Yeah, so I saw it online. Um, and you, we were talking about it actually a little while back uh, at work, Jr. Um, you know, you were hinting on me like how to figure it out, blah blah blah. Um, I was surprised to see it was Boba Fett. I mean, he, he's a he's a ride or die guy. You got to remember, even in Attack oh, of the Clones, yeah. Obi Wan comes in and you know Jango, his dad's over there, and Boba's like hitting him in the leg. He's like, "Rob, brother, get out! We gotta like you know get that shit and get out of here." So like he's he you know he, he knows what he's doing. You gotta yeah. give him credit. I'll give see, I'll, those... I will give you that 100. percent The back of Slave One could have had a bumper sticker that said "Ride or Die, Bitch." Absolutely. <laughs> you know what's Charlie, crazy what about you? though about about these these comic books, it's it's what I was talking about on last week's episode. The guys writing the Star Wars books are begging to write Star Wars canon. They're they're desperate for it. Why is the Mandalorian so good? Because they fucking love that source material. 
They're not directly trying to sell toys. They're not directly trying to market it towards a kid or to uh, 18 to, to, to 30. They're doing what they are desperate to see. And that's why something like the Rogue One spinoff series is going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's not an army of people. Uh, there's a small rebellion of people like myself that stand by like, <laughs> wearing this, is a crown, this is a crown jewel in the Star Wars, uh, uh, you know, crown. Um, that's not a very good analogy because I use the word crown in like before the crown the jewel of a crown. Yeah, we get it. We get the idea. But, it's good. It's a good movie. But again, it's it's that thing where when you find people who are obsessed and who love stuff, that's how someone who made a, a cardboard Boba Fett helmet when they were eight was like, one day, oh, I'm going to make them the linchpin of this whole shit. That, no, it's, it's awesome. That's the type of person that yep. would shell out the obscene amount of money for the actual spring-loaded rocket-firing Boba Fett. That is just, ugh, good lord. You know, people, I, I've gotten the Toys R Us analogy from my home office here, and I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. But if you gathered up all of these pops and sold them to the highest bidder, I couldn't sniff buying a little three and three quarter original Boba Fett that shot the rocket out of his back straight down the little kid's mouth, suffocating <laughs> to death. That's clearly what they were worried about. When they took that motherfucker out of production right away. And according um, to the movies, that's Boba Fett's only kill. That little kid that swallowed that racket. <laughs> that dumbass little... <laughs> oh, that's dynamite. <laughs> so, so, you know, like, I, uh, I think we... I think I, was, I, I took my topics into very digestible pieces. I love But am I, am I thinking of any... Am I not thinking, I should say... And well, we can throw this to the viewers and listeners and stuff as well but you know just right now in the immediate circle of buds uh is there anybody else as unproven as those two i think there's plenty because i think most of those characters any character that would be deemed a secondary character so we're saying all of our key players luke leia han all of those are our key players i think Mm -hmm. everyone else leaves room for pruning themselves, except one, Chewbacca. Chewbacca has wound up being more and more badass as more films come out. Who looks cooler than Boba Fett? Um, who looks cooler than Chewbacca on the heels of Solo, a Star Wars story? Come on, well, man. They just keep giving you reasons to love Chewie. Who looks cooler than Chewie? Um, yeah, no, I, I mean... There it is. (laughs) (laughs) That was my Power Rangers villain dance. I liked it. (laughs) I can imagine you summoning like some sort of snake zord to fight the rangers. Those... Is that some kind of uh, euphemism there? Snake yes. zord? That's what I refer to when I talk about your dick in public. My brother's <laughs> snake zord. I also play the flute. <laughs> <laughs> 
to summon it from the depths. It was it was retired for a minute. Rising out of the ocean, covered in all such. It looks like the fucking X-wing that Ray pulled out in that bullshit movie. Um, this if I week. I drank too much. Yoda pops up and is like, "That is why you fail." I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> boom, 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 boom. This week and every week, John and I take a couple minutes to talk about things we absolutely love, things that are dependable, things that are reliable in this ever-changing world. Uh, let's Shitty. be honest, we need reasons to love, we need reasons to sing, and I have a very, very specific uh thing i want to advertise for this week and that is bill and ted 3 is coming to theaters and video on demand early i believe it is the 25th i'm not gonna fact check myself but it's coming baby (laughs) and i said last week when i was defending mulan in this segment for charging 30 bucks yo keanu (laughs) if you want a crisp 50 dollar bill tell me where to send it I cannot wait. Uh, if there are two time travel movies that I think do it all right, baby, it's Back to the Future and it's Bill and Ted. Uh, you can try to argue with me. The You're wrong and you'll be unprepared because I've spent I years, years. I literally have never heard anyone with the audacity to say that they didn't find Bill and Ted enjoyable. It's just a good time. That's, you would have to find a sour son of a bitch that would get off of a roller coaster and be like, eh, is that right? Like, you suck. Get out. But you know Give what happens? Get the fuck you know what in. happens a lot, though, with, uh, with Bill and Ted? It gets disregarded as a great time travel movie. The logic tracks the whole film. They don't step on their own tail at any mm-hmm. point. And they... To do that in two movies, um, I got to be honest, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I know I'm going to smile like a goon. I know I'm going to giggle <laughs> like an idiot. The one thing I'm worried about is if the time travel is going to make as much sense as it has. And it looks like they're taking big, wacky swings, which I'm really <laughs> excited about. Um, so much so, again, please give them all your shekels. I want this shit to be like the most popular uh direct to vid- like, direct Charlie to wants this motherfucker to make Titanic money. Oh, could you imagine? Well, if they charge 50 bucks a clip, it had a chance. They're like, Bill and Ted made $40 trillion on Or they're like, uh, you either watch Bill and Ted or you have to take a trip on the Titanic. Because <laughs> this time travel technology is legit. So that, that's a dynamite pull for our unsolicited plug of the week from Charlie Boy. Um, I am going to throw my support, and this is going to be somewhat localized, so for all of our thousands and thousands of fans, it's a gross exaggeration. Um, but the fans, we'll just call oh, them fans. seven of you. If, if you happen to be outside of the tri-state metro area, you might look at this organization as villains. You might look at them as the... Um, the big blue empire that comes in and sweeps and buys up all of the... What the hell am I... What you showing me, Charlie? Um, the buys up free agents. Oh, nice. Buys up free agents uh, that have been developed by other teams. And uh, that's a no-no. When, in fact, 
you just we're just really contributing money to the hockey economy. But on my my plug goes toward my very loved blue shirts of Broadway, the New York Rangers. Yeah, you heard their goal score just a moment ago, but in a very unranger-like fashion, <laughs> my boys have been rebuilding this team with a focus on youth. And we just rightfully, there was no there was no tomfoolery involved. We rightfully won the lottery for the NHL rookie draft pick. Ooh, baby. A little bit of Lexus is coming to town. Alexis Lafreniere. That's not how you pronounce the name. It's French-Canadian. Don't worry about it. This is how I say it. And that's how I'm going to say it as he scores goal after goal after goal. I am so excited. I cannot wait for this evil COVID bullshit to wash over us. Um, let it be gone, Lord. Let it be gone so we can get back to my loved MSG and watch my Broadway blue shirts bring back the cup to NYC where it belongs. Yeah, I'm in Jersey, but I can see like almost directly across the river to it. Bring it back, baby, bring it back. Congratulations, Rangers, you earned it. You did it the right way. You're rebuilding the right way. Yeah, the first the first round playoff loss hurt. Granted, I, I didn't really need that in my life. It was, it was a kick to the gut, but getting that first pick, whoo, it did it for me. Thank you, thank you. Let's go Rangers. I can't <laughs> fucking wait. Uh, obviously, also visit us. All of our social media is at US Comics HQ. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the YouTubes, our website, uscomicshq.com. Don't be stupid. Be a smarty. Come and join <laughs> the US Comics party. Oof. Um, Mel Brooks himself there, almost couldn't save you, boy. I was like, well, good to see you guys. Catch you later. <laughs> so I'm going to start my timer because I want to talk to you guys about something uh, a little controversial, perhaps. Oh, Justin, I'm very curious what your opinion is on this. But John and I, when we sat down, when we envisioned U.S. comics, uh, I would argue that everything was pulled into the mix. Anything we love, you'll be able to at some point see in this ever-growing, ever-expansive universe but there were certain things we sat down and we said this will never happen <laughs> in our pages we have a moniker uh we have a moniker that might argue uh something a little bit different it might imply that anything uh is possible but i'm here to say not everything <laughs> here's a promise i can make if you see it on the cover it happens in the book if someone dies that fucker's grass. That person is D-E-D. -E -D, dead. And I can also promise you one thing we will never take off that shelf is time travel. It's mm. been done far too many times, and not everyone is Bill and Ted or Marty McFly uh, traveling that space-time continuum with almost uh, perfect execution. I told you how excited I am for Bill and Ted 3, and I truly am. I told you how wonderful I think those movies are. I love Back to the Future as well. These movies are not perfect. You can look online to see all the little things that are a little askance 
as it were. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying all. Charlie time. busted out the 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 thesaurus through this episode. I, did. I can't <laughs> say it. I only, started, I only started drinking when we started having technical problems. Uh, so the rest of my day was was, was free. But I I I. I don't want to imply that there's no other time travel movies that can bring me joy. That's not true. They're just not worth it, in my opinion. Something like Time Cop belongs where it is. Don't remake Time Cop. They tried to make a Time Cop TV show. I'm like, knock it the fuck off. However, while U.S. comics will probably also never employ this particular trope, I was sitting down, I was enjoying my movies, trying to get through. I went to a drive-in, I saw Groundhog's Day the other day, and I said, gosh, I love me some Groundhog's Day. I'm going to throw a flag on you, Charlie, only because the implication, much like Aliens was a sequel to the movie Alien, when you say Groundhog's Day, I immediately chub up and think, Oh uh, shit! There's a sequel coming. It's Groundhog. Yeah, that's my day. fault. Groundhog's Got Day him. is when you just put in Groundhog Day and you say it's a sequel, and then you just watch Groundhog Day. It's just uh, the new opening credit. Uh, damn you'll you be able and to find... damn Al Stoneburner's Facebook. <laughs> that's a that's a private joke, but he'll, the three of us will love it later. <laughs> so I hopped on. I believe it was. I was trying to pull it up. Uh, I believe it's on Hulu. I believe it's a Hulu original movie. But Palm Springs came out a couple weeks ago, and it is also a time-involved movie. But these are not time travel movies in the traditional sense. These are a subgenre that we can only call time loops. That's where the same day or the same moment is repeated again. It's a short form of... The last timeline didn't happen because it restarted. Uh, also, my absolute favorite moment in a Marvel film is when Doctor Strange is fighting Dormammu Ooh. and just keeps restarting mm. that little moment and just drives this big bad nuts. My least favorite shit is like what happened in the whole last Avengers film because that was traditional time travel there was some stuff kind of redone but never really so i wanted to first throw to you justin what's your thoughts on time travel in all medias comic book books movies tv show where do you fall on just time travel itself i mean i'm a big fan because i love the concept of it it just really has to be approached like really delicately because you know like you said you have you know some movies that they go in there they're telling you all right we're doing time travel here there's no explanation there's no run-up there's nothing that you can kind of piece together as you go they just fucking throw it at you and you're like all right i just have to agree with the fact that we're now hopping through time um i did see palm springs actually as well and i thought it was hilarious i mean big sandberg guy over here i loved but um I this dude is it. so funny. Anything he does is just so funny. Um, so the movie was great. I loved how, you know, when it started up, you, they didn't hit you with that whole, like, this is why and this is how it's happening. They were just like, this dude is stuck in a fucking loop. He's already way past it. Get on his level and ride it out with him. Have a good time. Um, so I was a big fan of that. But, you know, time travel as a whole, if you approach it in a, you know, a classy enough way, for lack of a better word, uh, I'm a big fan. You know, Actually, I love to watch I people really go like back that and look at it. <laughs> I've never <laughs> heard of love... it, but that's perfect. 
You know, there just has to be a little bit of knowledge behind it. And it can get kind of tricky. I mean, if you're in, like, Rick and Morty and stuff, you don't even know what the fuck's going on anymore. Is, is Rick Morty? How many times? <laughs> where's the original Rick? Where's the original Morty? But, you know, you just kind of you take it and you roll with it. Um, but as a whole, you know, big fan. As long as it's done right. Um, in Star Wars, per se, if you're going to time travel, I mean, go back and remove Leia fucking flying through space. Remove hyperspacing through a fleet of Star Destroyers. We're seven movies in. You just figured out you could do that now. What's that about? But other than that, I mean, as long as you put a little bit of TLC in there, I'm, I'm in. I'm down. What about you, John? Time loop? Uh, do you consider it different than time travel, or is it also just too hot to handle? So, um, I, I'm on record, infamously so, uh, matter of fact, uh, another another um, U.S. Comics insider and uh, pioneer, uh, Carl, has threatened me bodily harm because of my attitude towards time travel in uh, storytelling. My take on story on time travel in general terms has not changed and won't change. Right? It's like a, there's an election coming. My opinion is set. You can talk all you want, but uh, my opinion is what it is. Um, I feel, concrete feel, a story that involves time travel must be about time travel. You can't really effectively, in my opinion, tell a story that includes time travel where time travel is just an aside. It's like a, it's like a it's like little plate. You know, it's a little like a. I'll take time travel on the side because I don't <laughs> want to drizzle all over my shit. Um, so, so you know what, Charlie? Uh, you, the examples that you brought up uh, absolutely approach it, and and these are universally accepted as just fun, great, un uh, shit uponable movies. Bill and Ted, uh, um, Back to the Future. These movies, they're like, they include time travel, but they're about time travel. Time travel has, like, first billing over, over the stars' names. And, and you know what, Justin? Um, they, they're good examples of how you can make a point of explaining the mechanism of time travel or just saying, trust us, it works. Like, fucking Back to the Future, I felt like I could buy a DeLorean and... Fix it up to time, yeah, to time travel myself. <laughs> and Bill and Ted, yeah. I can go and find one of those fucking phone booths, but all it's going to do is take up room in my in my apartment, and let's face it, I need that room for toys. So those are <laughs> those are two extremes uh, which, which make your guys' point. Um, when it's done properly, when the movie is inherently kind of about time travel and its ramifications... Uh, in in its regards to the plot, I'm all for it. And this is a classic John, middle of the road, uh, you know, Mr. Cellophane answer, but tough shit because this is what I feel. So movies like, let's say, Looper. I enjoyed the tits out of Looper. I really liked it a lot. Now, Looper is not your perfect, buttoned-up, no one can say shit about the the rationale or the science or the, you know, whatever or the plot. It's it's a movie that you can have conversations about afterwards, which, in my personal opinion, is fucking swell. 
I don't think there's anything remotely wrong with talking about a movie afterwards. Now, th- th- and that took things seriously, right? <clears throat> but the converse of that is, in the same vein as like a like a Bill and Ted, fucking hot tub time machine. That was one of the a most fun movies that yeah. I would sit and watch at two in the morning. Over and, and um, over again. Just it's just uh, so much fun. It's funny. Um, I you know it, it's just a lot of fun. If somebody wants to sit down and explain to me how how a generic Red Bull and a and a hot tub can propel me forward or backward <laughs> in time, I I'm all ears. Knock yourself out because I don't think anybody can do it. Um, and and for for a little bit more of the 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 uh, the 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 sensitive sect for for the for the you know for the movies about l'amour i really enjoyed the bejesus out of midnight in paris midnight in paris almost kind of approaches time travel in like a magical sense right like that's there's really no rhyme or reason why when it hits uh, midnight on this particular block in paris why Owen Wilson can fucking go back in time, except say that it's all you know that it's magic. It's it's in the stars. It is whatever it is. What it is now? But that's a movie that when it when it handles it that way, when they say just shut up, dummy, trust us, this is what it is, then I'm I'm okay to say all right. Well, now hit me with some plot. Give me some action. Make me invested in the characters. And Minette and Paris does it beautifully. Because I know I sat back and I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd stay, I would stay in depression era of Paris for this chick. <laughs> she is unbelievable. Um, and even when they've traveled further back in time, um, I was like, yeah, this is fine too. This, what's the company we're keeping? Absolutely. So yeah, no, I, I, um, my short answer, Charlie, is I hate it and I love it. Well, that's that's Edge of Tomorrow. Sure. The film Edge of Tomorrow is awesome because the point of it is the kind of time travel this this moment that just like groundhog's day just like even the comedy happy death day is honestly i the conceit of it doesn't repeat until she dies is Mm. awesome uh because you get to see this person kind of die over and over well you know what just to just to interject really quickly before you move on to it i don't believe you you know and 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 this is this is really in justin's wheelhouse also when movies like that that have the time loop uh, because of a particular point of action, Justin, doesn't that ring of you've been you've been gaming for like four hours and you finally got to a boss and you keep on getting fucking wiped by this son of a bitch? It's like twelve feet tall, throwing all kinds of like little miniature versions at you, like it was nineteen sixties Batman, and you had to beat a million little sphinxes <laughs> in order to beat the giant sphinx. And then you fucking ultimately die, and they're like, "Ah, eh, try again, man. Here's your. He, he, <laughs> he, don't worry about the uh, the League of Evil Lexes. Here's your one up. Go try again, <laughs> big guy. Like that's what those movies, specifically that mechanism, really reminds me of. Like I'm gaming, gaming, gaming. The big boss wipes me out, but they let me try again. And it's as if that beautifully executed death never happened. I'm never like, oh, the time continuum is bullshit. No, I'm like, I can't wait to get at this motherfucker and beat him. Well, I was... Have both of you guys watched season two of Umbrella Academy on Netflix yet? No, I'm not up to season two yet. I know I'm flacking, but... No, no worries, Justin. No worries. I'm not going to spoil anything. 
other than holy shit, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah. just like the first season did involve time travel in a very right. unique way with number five, uh, mm. having lived his whole life. He was 86, I think it was. And then he gets kicked all the way. He was that old, but he was like, he was, he was an, an, an adult man. Old as hell. Well, yeah, he, was old a, man. he had gray pubes is all I know. Uh, and then he's kicked back into a what very. What level young... of Netflix are you using? Oh, where on Ultra Deluxe. Not even a hundred. He, I mean, he knows sure. it. Ultra Deluxe. No one wears pants. So, so he's like, yeah, he had a shaved mohawk. Yeah, it's really funny because in season that one... That mole was still there even though he went back. In season one, number one, uh, he doesn't shave his shoulders or his monkey arms, but his schwanz, mwah, just wax clean. But what one I realized... One might think that Charlie started using number one as his moniker. <laughs> what I, trust me, I've always called myself number one. You just refuse to accept it. Number eight. Um, so... Uh, Justin's number three now, so so keep talking shit, John. You'll plug <laughs> down. What I realized, what I realized about time travel movies in my obsessive recent watching of all these kind of loop movies is the difference between a film that kind of redoes the same time period and most things that do time travel as a get out of jail free card. Oh no, Cassandra died. Let's go back in time. And now yeah. we've saved Cassandra. Harry Potter. And everything's going to okay. use time-turning motherfucker. Yeah, the, <laughs> the problem is a lot of times those movies give the Back to the Future consequence of like, now things are different. Huh? Look, the building isn't there. Oh, the no. Effects. Whereas these loop movies affect the characters. They're greatly changed. And usually once they're greatly changed, they get the next day. That's that's kind of the gimmick. And it had me really look at why some things just didn't work for me personally, like when Avengers time traveled. They were trying to fix they were trying to fix a problem that their story yeah. created. Justin, did you feel that same way about what did you feel about the time travel specifically in Avengers? Yeah, so um I mean <laughs> yeah, you kind of saw it coming from from a while away. I mean, especially after the end of uh, uh, Infinity War, there was really only like two or three different things they could possibly do to, you know, actually, you know, fix their situation. Um, you kind of saw it coming too, when you know, like you said earlier, with Dormammu and Doctor Strange, like it's there. They made a point to let you know, like, oh, this is a fucking thing that you know might happen later on. I wasn't against it, and I loved how they did it. I loved how they went back to Avengers, uh, you know, one on top of Stark Tower, and they're sneaking around with their other, you know, cells in the building. Like, to me, that stuff is really cool. I just saw it as, like, a little bit, I guess, cheesy, um, only because kind of at this point, you know, before Endgame, you know, came out, you hear all these rumors, like, this guy's contract is done, Captain America's not coming back, Thor's not coming back. The dark side of me it was kind of just like kill them all, like don't <laughs> don't bring them back just to butcher it. You know, if you're if you're gonna do this, write it out to the end. Um, you know, obviously there's only a couple of things they could have done to fix the snap and whatnot, but uh, you know, I was unimpressed, I guess, but still a hell of a ride. I mean, still entertaining all the way through. So I'm, I'm not shitting on it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I Even when wish... you know, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry about that. I just wish there was a bigger change. 
I would if they if that movie ends and yes, Captain America's old as shit now. Great. Um, that I was even done as like such a PS. Imagine if they went back in time and they moved the mantle earlier. So when you kick back to the present time, what if Falcon's already been Captain America for two years? But they don't know that. But the world there there could have been this momentous change, and I don't want to spoil anything. But there's a, I will spoil one small thing about season two of Umbrella Academy. At one point, you see a timeline that they never experience. There's a timeline where they're in a different time. I won't spoil it. Uh, but number five doesn't join them. And you see the Umbrella Ooh. Academy as adults being the fucking, like, X-Men. It's awesome. They have, like, uniforms. Oh, Everyone looks all badass. <laughs> It's, it's not a spoiler. It happens like almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. It's when this, you're starting season two. It's it's also been in a couple of the trailers, but it's this moment where like number one looks so heroic. Uh, Vanya is like this powerful badass who's a good. It's so fucking awesome. I just got like a chill down my spine of how great this <laughs> moment is. Then the move. Then the show takes it from you because they're like, no, number five is gonna show up earlier. And then nothing uh. fucking even close. Nothing even close, <laughs> Justin. It is such good writing. But I think, John, I think you hit the nail on the head because it is a matter of... That's usually the case. If if the <laughs> point of that story, to some extent, is time travel, and don't get me wrong, season two of Umbrella Academy d isn't about time travel. But it very much is because the conceit of the entire uh, season cannot happen without time travel, and it's well, that's fucking that's awesome. The thing. Without with it, how do I preface this? It's not that it's about time travel. Well, season two is about time travel because they're, and again, you know, we want to keep this spoiler free, but it doesn't occur where season one occurred. We'll we'll put it that way. So it is. It is about time travel and the fact that, okay. like I said, we we, we don't want uh, spoilers here. But um, the fact that the the different experiences were what they were, and it was important to visit those things, then then yes, I w I would argue that it is. And I, I've got my expert uh, witness still in the in the court. But I, I will say this. Um, Two of the examples that I particularly love, right, in terms of the the, uh, the creative, right, and in this particular instance, it was first a book by the gentleman who I bow at the altar of, the king himself. Ah, I don't know if you guys I, have read I this love, or love, seen love that the book. Amazon series. Um so Stephen King wrote, I mean, there's nothing that he, I mean, he's basically going to write like a Corvette uh, owner's manual next because there's no other topic that he has <laughs> left untouched. Um, so th in this book, he tackles time travel and it's very much about time travel because you can't just throw it in as like, oh yeah, and by the way, also as well as to get you out of bad writing, which is the umbrage I really take. Um in this particular, for anyone who hasn't read the book, 112263, uh, your your main character comes across the ability to time travel only to a specific point in time. So it's like a one-way 
road, right? You walk in and it's current day. You walk out and it's this particular. And I, I don't want to ruin anything. I mean, so you could the, give the, the date away. It's the name of the book. Well, that's <laughs> The, the, the point is, though, that he has X amount of time to get up to the point where the Kennedy assassination happens. And I'm not spoiling anything to say season two of Umbrella Academy also talks about the, the Kennedy assassination. Obviously, it's a and pivotal so moment one. in our history. True. So um, your main character has to live, in essence, in the early 60s until this moment happens. And obviously, this is where we go to all the character development and blah, blah, blah. And there is a big, to a large degree, the butterfly effect is in effect um, because the character can go back to their current time. So they, they, they kind of come back to their, their current time, and it's like as if a minute. You know, there, there is some mathematical equation. If you're in the past for X amount of period of time, X amount of years, that's X amount of minutes that you've lost from this time type of deal um so the rationale is all there again if anyone's gonna do it right it's stephen king um so in that way though you're protecting so like you go back you can make it that you invented fucking you know mcdonald's right but then you get back you're like oh no i haven't paid taxes on all this mcdonald's money i'm fucked <laughs> let me go back to the time machine and you end up undoing you don't you don't run into that issue where a lot of the time travel movies do we're like okay i came back and everybody's fucking evolved dinosaurs fuck and everybody speaks um portuguese uh we have to undo this because i can't speak i can live with dinosaurs yeah, I, i'll never yeah. learn portuguese so then you go back and then like you fix the dinosaur shit but now you get back everybody's human again but now they're all speaking russian they're like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. So, so there that becomes what that movie is about right whereas here the reset, or, or like again, um, Groundhog Day, G Day, or or what well, Palm Springs, like you were referring to, the, they have a certain reset. It's the boss. It's the boss level in a video game. Um, so everything gets undone. It gets wiped clean. They're like, go ahead and try again. And then obviously the time machine, which was clearly about. Now the thing that I really really liked most about the time machine. Um, yeah, it talks about like a, a future where like it's Armageddon type things, and we clearly fucked up. Yeah, no kidding. I, I obviously we're gonna fuck up. <laughs> we're on a yeah, I'm in 2020. I fucking know. We know we have we to. We blew it. We're Mars. I'm waiting for it to no, go back now. I, at this point, my bug out bag is ready, and I included some space shit because I'm completely anticipating maybe having to be off of Earth. I, I understand. I get it. I got little. Those like um, Jetsons fish fishbowl uh, helmets, uh, dogs with the antenna. We're ready to go. We're ready. But the time machine does it in such a way that um, he's trying specifically to undo the death of the love of his life. And in 1123, uh, 2263, they do a very similar thing where time is a character. Time travel is a character without question, but time, the actual, like if you want to, if you could think of time as a, as a tangible rope, right? And it's only when it frays that you get like different, different offshoots and different realities and shit like that. Um, but the actual, there is one official, like 
Swiss time, like Rolex time at the open is the official time. That's the type of shit I'm talking about. So when you have a character by accident or intentionally who goes and tries to change shit, time will defend itself. That to me is like, whoop, like that is awesome. That is very dope. Yeah. Storytelling. So yeah, so if you guys haven't seen or read it in a, in a while, in the time machine, he's trying to prevent the death of his love and and he does it because he's a really smart fucking guy clearly he invented a time machine but he he uh he invents the time machine he goes back to the moment where she dies and he fucking saves her oh happy ending right wrong wrong no she ends up fucking dying in a different way and then he goes back and he stops that one and then she dies a third time and 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 it becomes very clear to him it's it's just not gonna happen time is like an entity it's a thing it's whatever. Maybe it's not like co- you know, like a like a thinking uh, thinking entity, like fucking Justin's new computer. By the way, Charlie. Side note: <laughs> Justin just got Hal, <laughs> the computer. I'm waiting. It's not. You don't have to worry about Alexa or Hey Google or Siri <laughs> coming to life. It's gonna be fucking Justin's new computer. Is holy shit. If that thing has tentacles. It may just get up and walk away. Like, I can see it walking away on its cable. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> Goddamn Brainiac um, but, Six. But but yeah, I yeah, exactly <laughs> right. But those to me are the time travel stories that are the most uh Schwartz moving. Um, because that that just adds an, a whole nother element and it really, you know, kind of leaves you thinking because we all love a challenge. Like, all right, fuck you, time. You're gonna be like that? Let's see. Let me see how I can go ahead and get the sports almanac and not fuck shit yeah. up. Because fuck Biff, <laughs> I'm gonna figure shit out. Yeah. Because um, I would love to go back and put money on the Giants against the Patriots when My they God. had a perfect season going. Ooh, <laughs> we would do it. The U.S. Comics would show by up. John and only John. <laughs> What the fuck? So there's only two minutes left on my clock. So this is a high-pressure scenario, but I want both of you to fix a movie or comic book franchise, ideally a comic book movie franchise, with time travel or a time loop. I'm going to go first because I want the full two minutes. Just kidding. I'm going to fix the DC Cinematic Universe. We pick up on Clark. The whole world has gone to shit because everything's dark, except... Clark Kent is super happy because him and Lois are in love and they have a son. Just to upset John, they have their super baby. He finds out that there is a crystal in the Fortress of Solitude that'll let him jump back into his body at a time that was designated as incorrect for how time should have flown. He, of course, does it because he's Superman, the man of steel, the man of tomorrow, and just an all-around good guy. He hops into his body when he was about to kill Zod. He never kills Zod. Him and Batman become best friends. We get the smiley DC universe with fucking Zod back in the fucking uh, Phantom Zone. John, go! One minute on the clock! Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I, I would go ahead and I would fix Planet of the Apes. Oh. Because in much the same way that we are douchebags to artificial intelligence, we are double douchebags to animals. Stop putting your makeup on them. <laughs> Stop eating every fucking <laughs> monkey butt that you come across. C- come on, give me a break. So I would actually maybe try to go back and fix some shit that they were like, I don't know, recognize that this super fucking monkey can figure some shit out 
and try being nice to the monkey. That's your time. That way inevitably Justin, come fix up. Star Wars. We're not in big trouble. 26 <laughs> seconds, Justin. Fix it. Go. Shit. All right. I mean, 25 <laughs> seconds. Uh, I mean, if I had to, I'd probably say Terminator. I would take that Terminator all the way back to day one. Uh, recently quarantined. I binged all of them. A little disappointing <laughs> towards the end there. But, uh, you know, I'm saying you're stopping the, the nuclear attacks. You're stopping Skynet. Only to have it happen again so many fucking times. Like, you have to be able to find that route. Last movie that they made should have went back to the very core of that shit. Ripped it out right then and there and just called it a day. You know, you're going to end it with bringing Sarah Connor back four movies later. What are, what are we doing over there? It, just, it doesn't make much sense. I got the cash grab vibe towards the end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would pick Terminator. I can go on forever about it, but I would go back and I would set that shit straight. Similarly uh, to how they did it in, I think, the fifth one, actually. I don't remember. That. It might have been Genesis. But uh, I think I like the we have, I think we have the topic for when Justin comes back. There it Justin, is. That was fucking awesome. That shit sequel, baby. Thank you guys. We're gonna so travel much. back really, in time. We're gonna do George, this shit again uh, later. My time travel move <laughs> is to go back and bring Justin back again and again. Justin, you gotta come back, dude. You're, dude, anytime, you're great, man. man. I'm so happy to be here, man. I love you guys. The energy, the questions. You guys know what's up. You're asking, what you I know, guess. valid things, man. It's it's good. Such a good time, the, the brother. Thank you. The official expert witness when we have to go to trial. And let's be real, folks. We're going to have to go to trial at some point. We talk far too much shit to get away scot-free. That's the other part of my bug-out bag is all my uh, my lawyer and courtroom vittles. Because sometimes <laughs> it's a long day. You don't want to stay nourished, stay hydrated. You got to be ready. Justin, you were great, bro. Thank, Thank you. you so much, I appreciate much, it, man. Thank you guys so much, man. Anytime. I, it's an absolute blast. You guys are awesome. Um, ah, I, can't, I can't disagree with you. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> Charlie, really quick before you do your thing, um, I just want to mention and I, we had a great time today, and I don't want to bring the show down, but it's worth mentioning, and I'll keep it short. Somebody we love very much, a very, very good friend, not just to the show and to U.S. Comics, but to us personally lost a family member, a young, young woman, 22 years old, lost her to this terrible curse that we're living with right now. Guys, heard, it's not heard. a joke. Wear your masks. Wear the Social mask, distance. It's not difficult. Ah. It's not made up. It's a very dangerous. We love you. We want you all to be with us every time. And we love ourselves, so we don't want you to fuck us up. Please stay safe. That, that's all I got to say. Charlie, do your thing. Uh, that's a, a beautiful message to end on. Uh, I can't say it better myself than, my, than that, so I'm not going to try, obviously. Uh, please visit us on all of our social media at US Comics HQ. You can find this show in audio file every single Wednesday morning. If you're up at Tuesday when it becomes midnight, bam, you got that episode in your face and your ear. You're welcome. Holes. Suckers, U.S. Comics cast anywhere. You can hear podcasts, but that's not how we end the show. We don't end our show on shilling U.S. Comics HQ and U.S. HQ.com. We don't tell you to go give a five-star review to U.S. Comics cast. That's that's shitty. That's lame. Instead, what we do is we end it the same way. And, John, how do we end it? There's only one way. Bad Mary, take us out.